Hello there. It's Erica Henry, Network Pastor of the Holy District. So good to be with you this week on another episode of the Holy District Podcast. Today, we kick off a brand new series. I thought it would be really important and and maybe a special opportunity to spend some time practicing some parts of our spirituality together as we transition from the end of summer into a new season of change and fall and school and everything that comes with this time of the year. Oftentimes, we get so busy, we get so caught up in the, the undertow of life that we get pulled along day to day, week to week, year to year even, without taking a moment to really take stock and reflect and get some wisdom and understanding about what has been going on in our lives, how God is working in our lives, and what God wants to do in our lives. So putting together this series so that you and I can really take some time to pay attention to that and see how we can move forward into this next season with some really Jesus-centered intentionality. So if that sounds like it's going to be helpful for you, I'd encourage you to grab your Bible, grab a journal, and get ready for this week where we will look at the biblical basis for having these kinds of practices in our lives and set up the rest of our time in this series podcast where each week we'll take on a different practice that will support us in this journey. So uh, without further ado, let's get started. So there are a lot of different perspectives in the Christian tradition, especially in the modern church, about meditation. And even there are some groups of people who feel really suspicious about the practice of reflection and meditation. To some, it feels like a new agey thing, um, something that's coming from outside our tradition, invading our practice that is codified in the Bible. And that feels very dangerous to to many. And I think what is important to note here, if you have listened to our podcast or participate in any of our communities, you know that we are very pro-meditation, pro-reflection. This isn't because we're trying to introduce something new into our ancient and inherited faith. This is because we see in our scriptures and in our faith tradition, which comes from the ancient Near East, by the way, Um, we see a very present and important practice of meditation and reflection that is at the center of Judeo-Christian spirituality. And so we, we really champion this. We think it's a part of having a healthy and grounded and integrated life that we develop within ourselves some practices and spiritual disciplines that help us to focus our minds and our spirits on things beyond the day-to-day busyness, tasks, duties, anxieties that are constantly presenting themselves to us. And this comes from a few, this comes from all over the Bible, but today I just wanted to share two different passages with you. 
One is Psalm 1. So if you want to turn there, we'll start there. And then we're also going to look at a passage in Daniel chapter 2. So we're going Old Testament here for this episode. Um, I want to just (laughs) meditate on someone with you as we consider what it means to be someone who is steeped in the instruction of God and what that does for us and in our lives. And then we're going to look at Daniel chapter 2 as we consider the more specific focus of this podcast series, which is transitioning of seasons in our lives. Now, we're right now talking about a literal season, transitioning from summer to autumn, Um, but this also can be a way of thinking about moving through seasons of our lives that have more to do with changes in our roles and identities, changes in our family, and just the different phases of our lives that we go through as we grow and evolve as people, as families, and as communities. So let's turn first to Psalm chapter 1. I'm going to read it a few different times in a few different versions so we can get a different sense of how people who have translated the Bible over the years have translated the ancient Hebrew into modern English. And then we're going to take a take some time to reflect on the significance and the meaning of Psalm chapter 1. This first time that I'm reading, I'm reading from the NIV, the New International Version, and here's what it says. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction." All right, for round two, I'm going to be reading from the Common English Bible. Here we go. Psalm 1. The truly happy person doesn't follow wicked advice, doesn't stand on the road of sinners, and doesn't sit with the disrespectful. Instead of doing those things, these persons love the Lord's instruction, and they recite God's instruction day and night. They are like a tree replanted by streams of water which bears fruit at just the right time, and whose leaves don't fade. Whatever they do succeeds. That's not true for the wicked. They are like dust that the wind blows away. And that's why the wicked will have no standing in the court of justice. Neither will sinners in the assembly of the righteous. The Lord is intimately acquainted with the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked is destroyed. Okay. And for our final time of listening to Psalm chapter 1, I'm going to read the message paraphrase. Here we go. How well God must like you. You don't walk in the ruts of those blind as bats. You don't stand with the good-for-nothings. You don't take your seat among the know-it-alls. Instead, you thrill to God's word 
You chew on scripture day and night. You're a tree replanted in Eden, bearing fresh fruit every month, never dropping a leaf, always in blossom. You're not at all like the wicked who are mere wind-blown dust, without defense in court, unfit company for innocent people. God charts the road you take. The road they take leads to nowhere. Now, even reading that along with you, it just stands out to me how similar those translations are and how they do convey the overall message that I think we're meant to get from Psalm chapter 1, which launches us into this entire book of worship that is doing exactly what this passage is encouraging us to do, a a book of worship that meditates on the instruction of God. And yet, as you might have noticed, there were just slight differences in the translations that brought about some different kinds of possible meaning or interpretation. And I actually just want to pause just for a moment and give you a second if you want to go back and listen to them again and just jot down in your journal which phrases and which translations stood out to you. So just take a moment if you want to do that, if you just want to listen and reflect, or if you want to push pause and and go back just a minute and and re-listen, I'd encourage you to do so. So for me, what I just wanted to draw your attention to for this meditation on Psalm chapter one is that the psalmist that is giving us this really wise um, perspective has an understanding that the person that experiences the blessing of life that God wants to give all of us is not someone that is easily swayed. They're they're a person that is planted. They're planted in something particular. They are someone who is connected to the life of God. They're someone who delights in the wisdom and the instruction of God and considers and reflects on the words of God, or we like to talk about the word of God, who is Jesus. They are people who don't fall into those worn-in pathways that present themselves to us. They don't follow the advice of the wicked. They don't stand on the road of sinners, so they're not on the path that most people are on. They don't sit with the disrespectful is the way that the Common English Bible says it. And in comparison to the group of people that the psalmist calls the wicked— The wicked are like dust that the wind blows away or like chaff blown about by the wind. And so you have the people who are rightly related to God and to others who are like a tree that is rooted. And then you have those who are not, and they are like chaff or dust that is blown about. And I, when I look at our culture and when I look at the opportunities that we are given to go with the flow of what is normal in our culture, I see this tendency to either take those worn in paths that most people take 
going along with the flow, doing what most people do, not really stopping and thinking and reflecting about our choices, what we do with our time, what we do with our money, um, what we choose to participate in, what we choose to say yes, and what we choose to say no to. We talk about this in the Holy District community, especially in Allentown. We talk about a script that we're handed. handed. And I think I lived a lot of my life according to the script. What's What does our culture say is success? What does our culture say we should be doing? What does our culture say that we should have? What are the pressures that we receive from the people around us, from our peers? And we all easily tend to just fall in line. But I think what Psalm 1 is offering to us is to say, that is a way of life that is very vulnerable to being caught up and blown about by the wind. That is a way of life that does not lead to true blessedness or happiness. It's a way of life that puts us on a path that leads us into a place that brings us further and further away from the people that we were called to be and the people we were made to be. Instead of just reading the script that we were handed, the instruction of God and the practice of meditation and reflection gives us a way to disrupt that, to get curious about it, to start wondering if everything around us and the way that everyone around us, including in our church culture, is behaving is actually the path that God has charted for us, or if there's another way, a, another way of being that's more grounded, that's more stable, that's more fruitful, that's more productive, but not in the sense of productivity that we must do in order to be worth while or to be valuable, but like a tree that bears fruit, a tree that bears fruit does what it is made to do. And this psalmist connects meditation and reflection to becoming that kind of a person. So I just wanted to give us an opportunity to think about that. Right now, after this, or in this season of summer, which can be filled with fun and travel and time with family, the season of summer can also be pretty exhausting with a lot to manage with kids out of school with tons of activities that either we want to do or feel like we should be doing and I just want to offer this question to you do you feel like that tree that's been replanted in Eden or by streams of water which is bearing fruit in this season the right fruit for this season and if so, why? What do you notice about your life right now that's contributing to this? If not, why? What might be going on? What defaults might you have opted into that are more disintegrating than integrating for you? That are more like the wind blowing you around than the roots of a tree grounding you? This question leads us into the second passage that I want to share from. It's in Daniel chapter 2. Daniel is a crazy book. It's pretty fun. You've probably heard uh, the story of Daniel and the lion's den. 
I don't have time to jump into all of that right now. If you want to read it, go for it. The first six chapters or so have some fun stories. But right now I want to look at Daniel chapter 2 and focus in on a song of blessing that Daniel sings in 2 verses 20 through 23. A little bit of context, Nebuchadnezzar has had a dream and he is the king and he is unsettled by his dream. He doesn't know what it means. And he calls uh, his attendants and tells them that he wants them to interpret his dream for him. And these attendants are the magicians and sorcerers and enchanters in his kingdom. But um, in order to make sure that they actually have a supernatural interpretation, which is what he's looking for, he won't tell them the contents of the dream. He wants them to interpret the dream without him telling what the dream actually is. And of course, none of them can do this. And they say no one can do this. However, Daniel um, and his friends who are in captivity at this point in time, Daniel has the spirit of God with him. He's empowered by the spirit of God. And uh, the spirit of God actually does reveal to Daniel the contents and the meaning of the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. And in response to this, Daniel sings a song to bless God once he once this mystery is made known to him. And I want to read this song that he sings to you. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and might, and have now made known to me what we asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's matter. I'm going to read that one more time. I think it's so beautiful. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and might, and have now made known to me what was asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's matter. Now, this song came from a very particular situation, but I I hope that you can feel the resonance that it can have with us as well. We are a part of a kingdom which is ruled by a God who loves to give wisdom to his children. I mean, this was his desire from the very beginning, that Garden of Eden blessing. He he blessed humankind to co-rule lovingly all of creation alongside God, and he gave us the decision of whether or not we would choose to learn from God and get wisdom from God in order to rule alongside God, or if we would decide to take the knowledge of good and evil into our own hands. And so this meditation in Psalm 1 is in part a meditation on what what does it mean to get back to that Eden promise? Are we going to be people who decide good and bad, good and evil on our own terms? Or are we going to go to the wisdom and instruction of God in order to learn what the right path is? And then here in Daniel 2, we see the kind of person that God is. God is the one who changes times and season. 
seasons. God is the one who removes and sets up authority. God gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. God knows what's in the darkness and light dwells within God. And so for for the purpose of this podcast, as I'm trying to outline and, and forecast for us the coming weeks, I, I want to end our time together in this episode reflecting on who it is that we actually have access to. I can share a story from my life right now as a confession with you and in, in our community. Um, I have a an almost two-year-old, I, and I love, love, love being a mom. And also I love, love, love being a pastor. And for the first a year and a half of having Alexi with us, Blake worked part-time. And so childcare was fairly easy. And then also we were in the pandemic. And so everyone was taking care of their children at home uh, during the lockdowns. And um, this summer, though, my husband was promoted in his job to a full-time position. And that meant that I also, who I work full-time, that we had to figure out a way to take care of our little one while also both of us doing our jobs, which we care deeply about. And we've been looking for childcare all summer long and have had a really difficult time finding it. And uh, so my confession is that as we began this process, I began my research and finding the different places that we might want to tour and um, places that we would entrust the care of our, of our son to, I began to find that this was very difficult. I began to get very anxious. I was nervous and scared that we wouldn't be able to find a place where we could bring Alexi and feel safe and good about that decision. And then the anxiety dominoes just started falling after that of if we can't find childcare for him, then how can I do my job? And if I can't do my job, then what will happen to our, you know, the Holy District community? And, you know, just this feeling of overwhelm. And this feeling that everything was depending on me and everything was depending on me being able to figure this out. And there was a point in time where I was probably a couple weeks into this anxiety train wreck that I just had this subtle nudge uh, from the Holy Spirit to say, have you prayed about this? Now, I'm a pastor. I ask people this all the time. People come to me with concerns, with anxiety, and as I listen, and I, and I will often ask, so have you had a chance to talk with Jesus about this? What is, what's Jesus been saying to you in the midst of this situation? So here I am in a very hypocritical moment of my life where I am always asking the people that I love and have the opportunity to pastor, what's Jesus saying to you in the midst of this? And I hadn't even asked Jesus what he thought about the situation. I had prayed that the place that we most wanted Alexi to be able to attend, I had prayed that a spot would open up for him. So I had made a request <laughs> to God, but I actually hadn't gone to Jesus for wisdom. And that had consequences for me. I was feeling very much like what Psalm 1 is talking about. I was feeling blown about by the wind. I was feeling in a rut. I was feeling blind. I was feeling the opposite of blessed. And this is something that can happen to us automatically. We don't even think, we don't even recognize that we, that we don't, that we're not tapping into this relationship with the creator of the universe 
to receive wisdom, to receive guidance, to receive help, and to reduce our anxiety, to know that the one who knows what's in the darkness, the one within whom light dwells, that 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 is the one who desires to commune with us, that that is the one who has revealed himself to us through the person of Jesus and models through the person of Jesus what it looks like to really be human. And so a confession for you that, you know, your pastor gets off track with this. And I got off track with this with one instance, but also it's possible that as we move through our lives, like we said at the onset of this episode, that we just forget We just forget that we have someone who cares deeply for us, that has a vantage point that we can't possibly have, who wants to walk alongside with us and wants to give us wisdom. So for the next few weeks, I'm inviting you to journey with me into a few spiritual practices that are going to help us use the tool of meditation, take time for reflection, to, to really engage the instruction of God, which is in our scriptures and in the Bible to listen to the word of God, who is Jesus in times of contemplation and prayer and listening. And then maybe even to engage some uh, solitude and some silence within ourselves and then move into this coming season as, as our kids go back to school, as maybe we return to school as the seasons shift and the days get shorter, to um, to receive from God the word that he has for us for this season, the word that he has for you this season, that, that he only knows and that you can receive in that intimate place that God desires to meet you in. So I hope these two passages have been enlightening for you. If you would like to talk more about this in person, As always, we would love to invite you into a next step. You can reach out and schedule a spiritual direction session with me or Blake because pastors Brooke and Dan are on parental leave. They welcome their new baby Corey into the world this month and we're so so happy for them. And so Blake and I would love to schedule a spiritual direction with you if, if that would be good for you. You can reach out to us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Rediscover Sacred. And um, you can also jump on our website, holydistrict.org, to fill out a contact form or find out how to attend one of our gatherings where we are journeying journeying together in our spiritual lives and in our day-to-day lives. Thanks for listening this week. I look forward to talking with you again next time. is a growing network of people in the United States who are finding creative ways to live integrated, Jesus-centered lives in our communities, with our communities, and for our communities. We're dedicated to rediscovering the sacred in the everyday spaces where we already live, work, and play, and we're so glad you're on this journey with us.